0: Hello and welcome to the One More Mile TipCast, episode 131. Hey folks, uh, it is great to be back. It is the new year and as such, we are moving back into some tipcasts. I got kind of uh, bogged down with work and whatnot, so we're just trying to work out some scheduling stuff right now. But I am actually going to pick up with the tip cast. Uh, and I know I talked about how we transitioned over from the ESP podcast and we're transitioning still uh, with the one more mile tip cast. I'm going to keep the episode numbers kind of moving sequentially. So this is actually our 131st tip cast excluding all of those 12 tips of Christmas. But it is january uh, i don 't know about you, but i'm i'm already tired of winter. Uh, the weather has just really kind of sucked uh, i 've been on my mountain bike in months, which is always a little bit of a disappointment, but I feel like my training's been going pretty well, and just with uh you know zwift and, and in fact Zwift running i've been using a lot during the week because I usually get done pretty late and it 's been cold so i 've been on there, kind of using some of their half marathon uh, training plan. I'm not really planning on doing a half marathon indoors, but if anybody would like me to, uh, please write me. And if you make a $100 donation, I will actually take part in the Zwift half marathon. But enough with that. Let's get on with the tip cast. And I want to talk about why Hit works and how Gavin Mannion gets it all wrong. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll have uh, perhaps seen my tweet about an article that was posted on Training Peaks. And again, if you're a fan of the show, you know that I am not a fan of Training Peaks, uh, I think they have a nice training platform. But I think they do too much. But a lot of the articles, they do just start to feel like more kind of the usual social media kind of gotta rehash things. Gotta you know always find a controversy in everything. And there was an article posted by Gavin Mannion, and I've already mentioned that Gavin's a great talent. He's he, he he's a good young rider, uh, but he kind of goes on this this rant about why high intensity interval training really isn't that great and and he asked this question you know if it were that great why aren't the pros using it and I'm really going to break that down and really try to give you some some clear tips about interval training. So first and foremost, I don't really know anyone who is going around saying that that hit is the only way to get fit. Uh, and And this kind of comes up in the article it 's like, well, you know people are really push and hit, and that and that 's not necessarily the case and honestly, what does getting fit really mean anyways? Fitness this idea of fitness is really an ambiguous term that can mean anything really. I mean, I feel like a lot of times a year i 'm really, really fit, but i 'm not race fit, so we want to really separate that out you, you know fitness, general fitness. Uh, physical fitness—that's one thing, but we're looking at performance, okay? And in the grand scheme of performance, we need to really hit on some 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 key aspects in order to perform at our best. And every sport's a little bit different. Now, another uh, argument that he makes is the length of the studies, and this one is kind of the 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 uh, time-tested argument against pretty much every exercise physiology study out there Uh, and logical fallacies aside I don't think it's really relevant to use the length of the study as a criticism against implementing high-intensity interval training into a training program. The reality is, is that most of those training studies are relatively short because that, that's, that's all we can do. Uh, and what we're trying to do is say like, okay, if we do this, this certain training over a period of four or five weeks, what are the benefits that we get? And if we look at that compared to say moderate intensity training, oftentimes, I'd say more often than not, interval training comes out ahead. Now again, we're not saying that because five weeks of HIT is superior to moderate intensity training. That's all we're going to do, but the reality is, is that if you're trying to get um, fit again, I just use that 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 term. But if you're trying to improve certain fitness components, say your your uh, you know your VO2 max or your max power output or whatever else it is you don't want to have to spend months and months and months you want to try to improve that as soon as possible and so training is always kind of this balancing act this juggling act where we're bouncing back and forth and trying to do different types of training uh, and then last but not least you know you know he he creates this this, this kind of this false dichotomy and asks you know, you know if hit is so great why are world tour teams still doing six hour rides at a moderate pace. And, and, you know, again, the logical fallacies aside, it's really irrelevant. There are a lot of factors going into that. We're not saying that, you know, they're doing six hour rides. Um, so therefore, uh, they're not doing interval training. What you really want to look at is kind of the big picture and look at what they're actually doing overall for training. Okay. The fact is is that very few advocates of interval training and and when when I say few, uh I I mean the ones that are generally misinformed about it anyways uh, ever advocate only hit, okay? And I've never said only do hit because they, they it's really a uh unrealistic way to train. Um it's a good way to kind of just plateau or stagnate over time or even overtrain. Um all All we really want to do uh, is really try to get somebody to improve certain aspects of their fitness. So what I don't like about this article is it it really presents the same old advice while trying to be kind of edgy and informed. But what I'd like to do is just break it down into some real advice. And and number one really starts with... um, If we're going to talk about what pro teams are doing, then we're just talking about water cooler talk here. Uh, We really want to talk about what is optimal training and what is realistic, okay? The reality is is that top performers in any endurance sport perform about 70% or more of their training at a relatively low intensity, okay? Uh, And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that these people are training a lot. 30 hours, 40 hours. If you're a triathlete, that is a lot of training. Okay. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's low intensity, but what's low intensity to them is not necessarily what we consider low intensity first and foremost. Uh, but also it's the fact that you can't train hard all of the time. Okay. So it's not specifically clear if all of that, 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 long slow endurance training is a cause for or a consequence of being elite the route is probably both okay Uh, in order to be an elite athlete you probably have had to do done a lot of long slow endurance training but it takes many years to get there. And if we actually see the progression of world class athletes, uh, and there are some good papers out there, some good case reports from cross country skiing, from pro cycling, Thibaut Pino, you can see how he progressed from a junior all the way up to the pros. It's not like you just pile on all this volume either. Okay, it, it's a steady progression of both. All right, number two, one very good reason why pros spend so much time training at such a low intensity is likely due to the fact that they need to develop endurance and specific endurance adaptations that only occur at that kind of that uh, slower or lower intensity sustained training. This includes increased capillary beds, Okay, the number of really small blood vessels that you have in your muscles, and then overall muscular fatigue resistance. All right, and in continual improvement and resilience of the muscles, uh, really improves at lower intensities too. Uh, Like really, you can only train so hard, so much. You know, no pro can go out there and train for thirty hours a week at race intensity. Number three really don't even ask yourself why pros are training, you know, six hours a day at really low intensity. Ask yourself what they're doing with that, that, that 10% of their time. And the fact is they're training at very, very high intensity for a small amount of their training time. And then finally think about, what it is you want to get out of your plan and, and how you can develop a plan with a similar intensity profile. On that last point, we're going to talk more about that on the next tip cast. So to wrap this up, you want to keep in mind that many aspects of endurance performance can be accomplished or improved uh, more quickly with interval training. the The judicious use of that high-intensity interval training therefore can be a more optimal approach particularly in the wintertime for most of us athletes. Hey, folks, that's it for episode 131, the One More Mile TipCast. Be on the lookout for the next tip cast where I will delve into a little bit more about how to set up that balance or that, that intensity profile. Until then, remember, go one more mile. started floating but was grounded for a